This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. What you need in life, money, power, respect. You'll yeah, that see ended the quickly. Come on, Em. <laughs> I, I did mean, it. You, I jumped, did it. you jumped in like you was going to take over, right? Like, I thought so. He got involved. Then I, I started thought, thinking I about the locks and locks, bagel and cream cheese. I thought about a lot of different <laughs> things. Too. Went from Jada Kiss <laughs> the to locks. bagels. The locks. <laughs> no, I got it. I just, I just, I don't by the way, everybody watching and listening, Bialis, Bialis, underrated. Just throwing that out there. This is Unsportsmanlike <laughs> with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Guys, we have some breaking news around the NFL here. Adam Schefter has put out there that the Colts have placed Anthony Richardson, their rookie quarterback, on the injured reserve. He's out for at least four weeks. Gardner Minshew who I am a huge fan of, becomes the, co- the Colts' starting quarterback. They also signed Kellen Mund to their practice squad, obviously for QB depth there. Huge, huge blow for the Indianapolis Colts. Not that we think they're going to win a Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. but if you're going to start a quarterback at the rookie as a rookie, you want them to have some wear and tear and development, and obviously this hurts in terms of the Colts. Yeah, you just want them to be able to get the reps, right? And yep. now you're worried now that it's an injury to his shoulder on his throwing arm how he deals with that, how the rehab goes, all of the things. Like That's the one thing that I was a little bit concerned with, given his stature, how the Indianapolis Colts were going to view him, how they were going to use him, and whether or not he was going to get the quarterback protections that are extended to other other people uh, at the position around the league. Like Because he's so big, because he's such a physical freak, is it going to go the direction of Cam Newton? Like, that was the thing that I was worried about coming into the league. And you're and saying that, that is a bad thing? I'm saying that is a bad thing. Yeah, right. You don't want that to happen. No, like, no, I'm just want, saying because Cam— You don't want people to take shots on him because he's so big right. and for the refs to allow it. Like, right. we don't give him the same protections that we extend to other quarterbacks. Now, on a particular play where he got hurt, that was a quarterback design run. Like, it was a zone read. They pulled it. He took it around the end, and then he didn't get down. And it's just a situation where you wonder, like, in that spot— do you want to teach your quarterback to slide? Like, if if you watch Jalen Hurts play and what Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, do, every time Jalen Hurts has one of those design runs, if there are defenders closing in on him and he can't get out of bounds, Jalen Hurts will slide. Unless it's a guy to have a situation where he's got to fight through contact in order to get the first down or get the touchdown, Jalen Hurts will slide. On that play, you would like to see the young quarterback slide to protect himself because the most important down – Based on where the Colts are at and based on where he's at, the most important down for Anthony Richardson is the next down. And unfortunately, now we're talking about him missing over a month of football. All right, you just said something I want to follow up on that the average everyday fan may not understand. You said, in essence, because of his size, he's officiated differently because there's an assumption that he could take it. I.e., when Shaq would play, guys would smack him like crazy. Same thing with yeah. Yao Ming. And we just, oh, he's fine. We don't know. So, in other words, if that's Brent- what happened to Cam Newton. That's what happened to Cam Newton. Like I, I remember when playing against Cam Newton, and coach was like, hey, man, you're going to have to put a little extra oomph behind your tackles when you go to sack this guy because he's so big. Cam Newton was the size of defensive ends. He was 6'5", 250 pounds. Ooh. Anthony Richardson is 6'4", 250 pounds. So when you're a defender in the NFL, you're sizing Anthony Richardson up to tackle him. I mean, yeah, you, you could be looking at a guy that's bigger than you. Yeah. And that's the, that's the part where it's just like, hey, let me get a little extra on this guy. If you look at the clip of when Anthony Richardson got hurt, not only is a linebacker jumping on top of him, but you got a safety diving in to take a shot at him too. 
A part of that is because of how big he is being a physical freak, a physical specimen. So if, if the same exact hit happens to Bryce Young, who's the exact opposite, right? He's not a big guy. Oh, there's a flag coming there's in flag. for that. There's a flag coming so, in for that safety trying to hit so him. So he ah. gets penalized. No doubt. Fair. Yeah, yeah. But he gets penalized because he's a physical specimen. Yes. Yes. And Shaq would get hit. Yao Ming would it's get hit. It's the opposite of the Jordan rules. Like you had the Jordan rules, the protections that Jordan had, you know, going into the lane and all of that stuff. Well, think about it. Shaq, that people just kind of hacked on Shaq and all of that stuff. People just took shots on Cam Newton. Refs wouldn't call the late hits. They wouldn't call, you know, the legal hits out of the quarterback strike zone. Like you don't get those benefits of the doubt when you're that size, when you're that athletic playing that position. And that was the part that made me a little bit nervous about Anthony Richardson in his rookie year. It made me even more nervous after we saw the concussion. And now we're talking about this guy missing a big chunk of his rookie season. So what makes you more nervous? The physical specimen that is like Anthony Richardson that is going to take the hits because he's so big? Or the one that's smaller like Bryce Young who could get broken because of those hits? I would always take my chances with the physical specimen just because it's a big man's game, as Mike Tannenbaum always talks about it. And here's the thing. Cam Newton did win an MVP. Cam Newton did take a team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I'll take my chances hedging that way versus the small guy because we don't have a lot of history. We don't have a, tr- a great track record when it comes to guys that are under six feet tall playing the quarterback position having high-level success. I know that in the play that he was injured, it's not the same comparison. But do you think Colts fans are like, man – Another quarterback that's getting battered. Another quarterback that we have to worry about if he can Somebody call Captain Andrew Luck so he you can give Anthony Richardson some advice. This is supposed Dearest to be the guy mother. <laughs> since Andrew Luck, and now they're having these same questions about can he stay healthy? Is this a guy that's going to, as you say, constantly have to endure those hits? I mean, if you're a Colts fan, you're like, really, again? Yeah, I mean, how could it not bring that up? And by the way, let me just say this, and I know CC has disagreed on this, but I think Gardner Minshew has to be one of the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. Every time he's in, I have faith in him that he's going to figure. I would rather have Gardner Minshew than Mac Jones. Well, get ready. You're going to see a lot of Gardner Minshew. Get ready for that. You're going to get a healthy starter. Well, he's a starter. But here's the thing. It's a very different game plan preparing for Anthony Richardson versus Gardner Minshew. And so now that we know Gardner Minshew is going to be the guy, now that opposing defenses know, I wonder if Gardner Minshew is going to show as well as he has when he's filled in for Anthony Richardson against the Ravens and then and most recently against the Titans. Is that more of a compliment to how you view Gardner Minshew as a quarterback or more of an indictment, an indictment compliment. on where Mac Jones compliment. is right now? When I, tell you, when I tell you Gardner Minshew's touchdown-to-interception ratio since 2019 in the NFL, I think you're going to be shocked by this. His TD-to-interception ratio for his career, he has played in 37 games, 25 starts. He has 46 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. He's 3-1 to TD-to-interception ratio. I understand what you're saying. Teams aren't prepping for him because he's never the full-time starter. He's a guy who comes in off the bench probably after a quarterback gets hurt and they're down 14 and he's slinging it. I get it. But 46-15 to is significant to me. 3-1 to touchdown-interception ratio is a nice number. So are you suggesting that Gardner Minshew's career track could go the way of Geno Smith and what we saw from him in Seattle last year? Because it sounds like you're leaning no, in that direction. No, I'm going to tell you why. Because Geno, okay. Smith, Geno Smith has the most unique career arc we've okay. ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Written off, yeah. back up for multiple teams. We forgot he was in the league. Seattle names him the starter. We laugh at that. He goes to the Pro Bowl and gets a contract extension. Yeah. This guy's always kind of been hovering between Jacksonville and Philly and now Indy. I don't I don't know what the right comp would be. Okay. But he's always 
He's always kind of hovering as the guy. I just think he's better than people have given him credit well, for. Well, he might be better than people are giving him credit for and still be a backup quarterback. He's just a guy that's something to do when there's nothing to do. And maybe you know, he could be the bridge to whatever you're going to do long-term at the position, albeit a very nice bridge. I, I just don't see a team you know, going all in and saying Gardner Minshew is our franchise quarterback. But if you are breaking in a rookie quarterback, if you are worried about a quarterback that has a sketch injury history – this is a guy that you want to be on the line for to make sure that he's your backup. He's, he's shown that he can be a good backup across multiple stops in the NFL, and I think he's also shown that he'll allow the Indianapolis Colts to compete. And most importantly, when we're having this conversation about the Colts, they're breaking in a new quarterback, and that was the priority this year, but they're also breaking in a rookie head coach. Mm-hmm. And a part of being able to have a message that resonates in the locker room is your coach being able to hold up something tangible in the way of winning. And the fact that Gardner Minshew is allowing this team to compete and win football games, it's going to only reinforce what Shane Steichen is trying to establish with his program building in Indy. And those two obviously were together um, in in Philly as well. Gardner Minshew and Shane Steichen. So it's easier to do what you said with some familiarity there. Speaking of backup quarterbacks, a guy who started as a backup – some guy by the name of Tom Brady. Heard of him? I think, uh, I think we have. Um, he has a podcast on SiriusXM, the Let's Go podcast. And Belichick, of course, I'm sorry, Brady was asked by Jim Gray about the state of the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Let's take a listen. I think the results are, are different from what they've been from, but I know that he's still got the same you know, work ethic. He's got the same coaching style. And, you know, I think the thing that I think as I watch not only the Patriots, but a lot of other things, football is a hard sport. You know, it was very different when I was in there because I could control a lot of the outcome. You know, when I'm sitting here watching from afar, you know, I realize, God, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of things that need to go right in order to have team success. And I was a part of a lot of those teams. And, you know, I didn't take any of those things for granted. I needed a great defense. I needed a great kicker. Obviously, I needed a great coach. I needed great receivers and a great O-line. If I was going to be successful as a player, I needed all those things. And I was fortunate to have a lot of those things over a long period of time. The teams that lose, they're putting a lot into it. The teams that win, they're putting a lot into it. It's a relentless sport. So Brady defending Bill Belichick, I guess, kind of giving a state of here's how you win in football. Brady did have a lot of great players around him. Brady made every single player better. And his former coach that I'm a huge fan of has really not many great players right now around them. Yeah, I guess it's easier for Brady to do that now that he's won a Super Bowl since he's left New England and now that he knows that his ex ain't doing better with the next, that being Mac Jones. Like the yeah. fact that Mac Jones has looked so bad and this is the guy that Bill Belichick handpicked two seasons after Tom left as the successor, I, I think Brady – Looks a lot better. Shannon Sharp on first take this week called Tom Brady the ultimate eraser, like covering up for Bill Belichick's mistakes. Like everybody is perceiving Tom Brady to be the one that stirred the drink in New England. Now, I'm not one of those people. I think it's hard for good players to overcome bad coaching, so I will always give Belichick a little more credit for the dynasty. But that being said, I think Tom Brady, it's easy for him to come to the defense of Bill Belichick in terms of the kind of coach or the caliber of coach that he is. But what we didn't hear from Tom Brady is him affirming that Bill Belichick is the one that's going to get the Patriots back on track. I don't think he or anybody that purports themselves to be a Patriot fan actually believes that sitting here today. Yeah, and when Brady's suggesting that Belichick is uncompromising in his approach, at some point the system will have to evolve in any walk of life, right? Like things change, circumstances outside of what you know to be true – 
force you to change, right? In any business, you either evolve or you die. And I just think that maybe there's there's some uh, notions out there that he should evolve a little bit. Like, yeah. yes, this had major success for you in the past, but at some point you have to realize it's not working right now. And maybe you should change your approach a little bit. So let me play out a connect the dots hypothetical that is not that wild here. The Brady ownership of the Raiders, the partial ownership, has not yet been formalized. It will be at some point. Many people believe that Josh McDaniels may not be the coach next year. You believe, CeCe, and you believe, Smalls, that there's a chance that Bill Belichick is not coaching the Patriots. If Bill Belichick is a coaching free agent, would Tom Brady want to hire him? No. (laughs) He has a voice and a say with the Raiders. He got more voice and say than he is a quarterback with the Patriots. That's for damn sure. So would he want to? No, no. No, I don't think I don't think Bill Belichick is coaching in the National Football League once he resigns. And I put that in air quotes once he resigns from being the head coach of the Patriots at the end of the season. I just don't see it happening. I don't. Don't you think if Tom Brady's in charge and his voice carries weight, he's going to want to find a Mike McDaniel type or like a Kyle Shanahan type? Don't you think he's going to want to take somebody who's more in the new era? Ascending. Yeah. yeah, Ascending coach. Than Belichick, despite all the history and success they've had together. All right. So Brian Greasy, he's with the Niners on their offensive staff. He knows him from Michigan. You're telling me the theoretical of Brian Greasy is better than Bill Belichick for Tom Brady at that point. Well, I think it's about projecting what you think somebody can grow into, and Bill Belichick's better days are behind him. And here's the other thing that we can't understate. We don't know how this generation of athlete receives the messaging and the style that Bill Belichick is bringing to the table. It's different when you have guys that are Gen X or older millennials and how they're going to receive the, the style of coaching that you're bringing to the table. But what we're, we're actually noticing now is that athletes are more sensitive to how they're being coached. And athletes want to be involved in the process. They want to say, when has Bill Belichick allowed anybody to have a say in what the hell goes on with any of his teams? February. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't happen. So I don't know that that approach is going to be something that Bill Belichick has the capacity to change. And I don't know that if he stays the same – that his message is going to be more impactful with a different team just because of the change of scenery. Also, real quick, nobody knows the inner workings of that system more than Tom Brady. And Bill Belichick made a very important decision to move on from Tom Brady. So if Tom Brady's now in the power position, I'm looking at you being like, I don't think you're a great evaluator. You thought I was done and I went on to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So why would I want to hire you when you made a decision on me that negatively affected your franchise? It because, was the wrong one. Because I could be petty now. I could be petty That's in a way it. that I couldn't when you were my co- when I was your quarterback. I'm in charge, not uh, you. All of a sudden, I had a captain now. Right, go and he captain. Could, he could hire him. <laughs> a captain. Now. He could also fire him. By the way, I had a captain now. We're on Sports <laughs> like on ESPN Radio. <laughs> It's Demon Time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. 
Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, along with Michelle Swalman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Quick update, by the way, on the Anthony Richardson situation. IR Colts, Adam Schefter reported it this morning, but Schefter has now updated it. It looks like it could be four to eight weeks, Ooh. depending on rehab and depending on if he would still need surgery on that right shoulder. There's a chance he doesn't play again this season, right? Yeah, that doesn't sound like a simple AC joint. I know that's what a lot of people were speculating, like he just had a separated shoulder. But this this sounds a little more involved, the fact that they are saying that surgery could potentially be needed to 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 remedy the injury. So I, I yeah, this is this is not good for Colts fans. This is not a good day. You you have to be really, really concerned about what's going to happen with Anthony Richardson moving forward and how they're going to formulate a plan to keep this dude healthy. Because, I mean, it's not like this is the first time he's missed time this season. He got banged up with the concussions, and now we're talking about an injury to his throwing shoulder. Not great, Bob. Not great. All right. You heard the uh, H to the Izzo, the Jay-Z, coming back there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a reason for that. So Myron Metcalf, who's a phenomenal reporter, you hear him Sunday mornings with Matt Jones here on ESPN Radio. Shout out to Matt, who's got uh, his Netflix uh, show on wrestling out there now, which is doing really well. They um, So Myron spoke to Tom Izzo. There are Big Ten media days going on, getting ready for college basketball, Hall of Fame coach, Michigan State, et cetera. And Myron was asking him about unhappy players and how they could be different than unhappy coaches. You know, a player transfers, a coach could go to another school. Izzo said to Myron, available on ESPN.com, quote, Yeah, I have flexibility. I can leave. I have millions of dollars of a buyout if I leave. I've paid 40 years of dues to leave. Most coaches have put in their time. Most coaches will be doing that at 35 and 40 and 50, not at 20 when one guy tells you to leave because you're unhappy. You know what's wrong with being unhappy? I'm unhappy most of my life. Unhappy drives you. Unhappy pushes you. Unhappy makes people realize, you know what? I'm not good enough. I've got to get better. This is what Tom Izzo said, and he's asked, uh, you know, in terms of the the um, 60 days, 45 days, in terms of the transfer window, I'm not sure what they're looking to do. I think 30 days would have been plenty. I think most kids know they're going anyway. I think they forgot uh, we've got a job to do. Let me tell you this. The transfer portal is not going to be the best thing for kids. You get 45 days. If you think a kid is leaving, are you going to go out and get somebody else? Because you can't wait forever. Now it's affecting the kids 
you've got there. Here's the problem with this. Mm. I think there is. There's a lot of problems with this. Well, I don't know if you can boil it down. You said singular, and I'm like, this is problematic in its totality, and there are a lot of different issues. But go ahead. Ed. Yeah, no, and that's fair. <laughs> I do think a couple of things can be true with this. I think the initial ounce of unhappiness in professional setting, like college, that's weird to say, like college basketball, you don't necessarily have to leave, right? You can try to work through it, but you do have an option to leave. And I think the problem is, and I have fallen into this category, I'll own it, I'll admit it. I think sometimes, oh, well, my mentality must be somebody else's mentality. Mm -hmm. Just because Tom Izzo is a millionaire 40 years in doesn't mean the way he thinks is the way a 19-year-old student athlete thinks. And applying that logic to a student athlete is backwards. Yeah, but there's also the issue of the student athlete maybe wanting to change a major, maybe wanting to do a graduate level course that's not offered at the school that he's at where he's currently under scholarship. And this was the problem that a lot of student athletes ran into for years and years and years until the evolution of NIL, until the evolution of the transfer portal. And oh, by the way, this wasn't the NCAA. It wasn't Michigan State. It wasn't Tom Izzo, the ones that were advocating for these changes. It was state legislatures voting laws into place to allow these athletes, these student athletes, to have that level of autonomy and that level of control over their future. Tom Izzo, a grown damn man that chose coaching as his profession, and he's made millions and millions and millions of dollars because of not only his ability to coach, but also his ability to recruit. The athletes that he's bringing to school at Michigan State – until the last five or six years, they weren't able to realize their true value in terms of what they generated for the school, what they generated for the Big Ten, what they generated for the NCAA as a whole. You can't, you can't try to, to dumb down what the athlete represents in the cog that is the big business of collegiate sports to a scholarship that's renewable every single year. So Tom Izzo got to miss me all the way. Like, if he thought that this could be a problem, if he thought that things could devolve to the way that he sees them now, then why weren't you on the forefront of advocating for more change when athletes didn't have any power? Why weren't you one of the people that says, you know what, there's something broken with the system. We've got to fix it. Let's put some guardrails in place. At least at that point, we have some control over it. Why did it take state legislatures stepping in to create the opportunity for NIL, which spurred the transfer portal and more player movement? You could have circumvented all of the problems that you're talking about if you would have stepped up decades ago for your student athletes. But you didn't. You know why? Because you were making millions. Millions of dollars. So don't get on your high horse now. Don't be self-righteous. Don't try to sit there on a moral high ground. You were wrong. And now you're dealing with everything that all of these other coaches are dealing with, all of the headaches of having to re-recruit your players because everybody else is trying to come after what you got. That's a problem that you all created because you wanted to turn a blind eye to how the system was exploiting student-athletes. It's a self-inflicted wound. They got exactly. they got themselves into this issue. But Evan, you said it sounds weird to say it's a professional setting. Well, these student athletes are at work. What they're doing on the court or on the field is generating revenue. Therefore, it is different. And if you're put into a work situation, you should have agency over your future and what you choose to do. Yeah. And I know, and I'm sure you guys talked to coaches too, talking with coaches at the collegiate level. I understand a bit what Tom is was trying to say because when you're 18, 19 years old, you you can act irrationally. Sure. I, I don't like that I'm not getting enough playing time. I don't like that my coach is, is making me work. So I 
because I have this avenue, I'm going to leave. I understand that, that they're saying sometimes the, they need to work harder or we're trying to push them to get the best out of them, extract the best out of them, and maybe they'll make a rash decision if they don't like the situation. But I also think this is not a regular situation. No These doubt. These kids are generating money. They have their name, image, and likeness to consider, and they should have agency in that decision. Smalls, why can the coach have, a, like, before NIL emerged and, and, and got to where it is right now, coaches could have shoe deals where they're making money, and the players are wearing no shoes. Universities have shoe deals, where the, the uniform deals. The school is making money, but the players are the billboard. I, like the, the players see the hypocrisy of it. So the coach sitting there trying to teach me a life lesson while he's making millions and millions of dollars off of my sweat just don't sit right with me. And then, oh, by the way, in return for all of the hard work and the money that you're making for the school, we're giving you this golden opportunity that is a scholarship. You can go to the finest schools, the finest colleges and universities. Now, they don't tell you that you can't take full advantage of the scholarship because the time that you have to spend dedicated to sport. So is it really the benefit that you're purporting it to be? No, it's not. You know how I know? Because I actually had to do it. And it ain't easy. All right? So all I'm simply saying is this. These coaches talk about how much of a headache it is and how how it does a disservice to the kid in terms of their overall development, their character. But what they're really using that to do is to complain about a system that has finally given the players the power that they rightly deserve when it comes to determining their own future. I just want to defend one thing, though, that he said conceptually. The only thing I'll defend is every single person in life that's listening right now and the three of us have had those moments where you're like, this stinks, I want to do something else or go somewhere else. And you could say, if I push through it, it could be better for me. That's not always. That's not every situation. I think Tom is always going to the extreme and, and saying, well, if any athlete, student athlete, sees anything difficult, they're going to leave. That's not the truth. Not all that, athletes that, that's are That's not the truth, but here's the other part. The body is the business when it comes to high-level athletes, even in college. Think mm-hmm. about this. When I was in school, and, and it's the way that – there is no workers' comp. If I get a debilitating injury playing a collegiate sport – Ain't no workers' comp. The school ain't going to cover my medical bills or my, 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 the care that I need for the rest of my life. That don't happen. Mm-hmm. But, the, but, but, the, but I did that playing for the school. That's, that's the, pro, the, the inequity that we saw in the system that was collegiate athletics is why things have drastically shifted, why the pendulum has swung so far. It becomes extremes. Players had no power. Now they have all the power. And it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. And that's why the coaches are complaining right now. One other thing, the thing I've never understood. If they wanted, if the universities and the NCAA wanted a trade, Chris Canty plays football for us, we give him room and board and education. I can live with the trade, but when they say, but he also then can't make money from the local car dealership to do an endorsement or whatever it is, that's when it got to a point, and this is 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that it was so absurd you could never take the NCAA or the school seriously. But they, could, but they could have cut it off, F. They could have put, put a system in place but, but where they control with the guard. They could have put a system in place where they control the guardrails, and they didn't. They turned a blind eye because everybody was making millions hands over fists. They were exploiting the athletes, and it was working for them. Now that it's not working for them, now that it's less than ideal, they're complaining about totally it. Totally agree. That's with you. a you problem, Tom. Is to- totally agree. But my point is, and we, I know we got to break. Virginia didn't have to pay you; they just had to allow for someone else to pay you, and they didn't even allow for that. And that was my issue all along. Respect it or check it. Next on Sportsmanlike.
Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time now for a little round of Respect It or Check It, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Before we do that, just very quick updates. Adam Schefter just dominating this morning in terms of NFL news updates. Anthony Richardson now expected to miss four to eight weeks on IR. Colts quarterback uh, going on IR. Schefter also says that Bills have placed Matt Milano, the linebacker, Daquan Jones, defensive tackle, on injury reserve, both likely out for the season. And Bill Belichick confirmed Mac Jones will start Sunday versus the Raiders. Quote, yeah, we're not making any changes, end quotes. Mm. Wow. How okay. are you feeling about that, Ev? I don't know what he was supposed to do, because where else is he going to go? There's nobody- <laughs> right, it's yeah. so bad. There's nobody it's else so to bad. go to. He's the it's best so option bad. of the worst options. Yeah. All right, Smalls, what do you have for us? So respect it or check it? All right, boys, respect it, respect it, excuse me, or check it. The Giants will trade Saquon Barkley. Respect it. I mean, what, you're going nowhere with him. You might as well trade him and get what you can get for him. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if they can get... You know, multiple mid-round draft picks, you know, a three and a five, a three and a six, something like that. But if you can, then you should take it. Now, if Saquon Barkley plays for you and he graduates and goes into free agency, he leaves, you get a compensatory third-round pick. But why not try to assure that you're going to get something of value in return for him? Try to maximize it with a team desperate to upgrade the weapons that they currently have. Makes sense. I'm going to check that. They should do exactly what CC said. We said it even before this season. I just don't buy that the Giants are going to do that. I think they love Saquon too much, and they want to work this out with them. Respect it or check it. Kirk Cousins finishes the season as a Viking. Check it. He's not finishing the season as a Viking. He brought in, They brought in quarterbacks yesterday to work out. Like, why would they do that in the, the Brian Windhorse? We had it in the group, group chat, Smalls. Why would they do that? They're doing that because now that Justin Jefferson is on IR, the writing's on the wall. Go ahead and move Kirk Cousins. Get something for him of significance. Pretty sure you'll be able to get premium picks. Because Kirk Cousins is not only a guy that can help a team that thinks they're a contender this year, but he can help you for future years. There's still enough runway there in terms of productivity in his prime. Uh, I'm going to check it. He's not going to finish the season as a Viking because, you know, I get to work with a, and you get to work with a former NFL player every single day. And I asked that former NFL player this week, that's him, Chris Canty, <laughs> said, when are, when are teams really going to start making changes? He said, one week away. He said, we're one week away. So I was going to save this in the back pocket and bring it out tomorrow, but you're walking me into it. This will be Kirk Cousins' last game as a Viking. Wow. Hello. Savor it. Hello. Next. Respect it or check it. Kyler Murray will be traded before playing another game for the Arizona Cardinals. Respect it. He's not playing for the Cardinals this year. <laughs> he's not playing for the Josh Dodds. They're going to ride that out and see what happens. And no, the, the, he's not. The Cardinals are not going to devalue what they can get in a trade for Kyler Murray. They're going to let him go into next offseason. 
100% healthy so they can move him and, more importantly, move that contract. They're going to be in the sweepstakes for one of those top quarterbacks. Kyler Murray is not their future anymore. I'm going to check it because of the wording you used. I don't think he's going to get traded. I don't think anybody's going to give up value for him. I think they're going to ultimately have to release him, wow. and he's just going to have to go somewhere else because he's coming off of an injury, he's got a bad contract, and nobody knows if he's actually that good. So I don't know that anybody's going to trade for him. But either way, both yes, of you don't la- think he's, he's not. He's done with he's the Cardinals. Done with the Cardinals. It's just he's how you worded it that I yeah. have to be specific on it. I would be shocked if he plays for the Cardinals again. All right, respect it or check it. Frank Reich regrets taking Bryce Young with the number one overall pick. Respect it. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw that video at that press conference yesterday, how could you not respect it? I mean, Frank Reich, I mean, stopped short of just saying, yeah, I wanted C.J. Stroud, but the owner wanted Bryce Young. Like, it's just he let it be known that that's the direction – that he wanted to go, and the owner is one that likes to be quote-unquote hands-on and engage. And then he tried to sugarcoat it and say, yeah, but we're all the better for it. No, Frank, you're not the better for it. What you are is in a position where you got to sharpen up your resume because you're going to be putting your name on a potential winless season in a 17-game regular season structure. I just, it's, it's bad. I'm going to answer your question with a question for CeCe. Respect it or check it. Frank Wright regrets taking the Panthers show. Respect it. Okay, go ahead. Respect it. <laughs> I mean, the checks still cash, Ev. That's true. Checks do still cash. If you're Frank Reich, and let's say you really wanted C.J. Stroud, you're banging the table for him, and the owner outvotes you. He vetoes it. He takes Bryce Young. And you're seeing C.J. Stroud through the first five weeks. Yeah. Aren't you frustrated, too? Yeah, you're frustrated, but you're letting everybody in the NFL know that wasn't my decision. That's what Frank Reich is saying. That wasn't my decision. I know everybody wants to say that it was me and Josh McCown and Jim Caldwell. That wasn't our decision. We wanted the guy that's lighting it up in Houston. The owner wanted Bryce Young. So if everybody in the NFL is paying attention while you're watching this press conference, just know that I'm dealing with an owner that likes to be hands-on, and he's the one that pushed the button on Bryce Young. And so don't blame me for the Carolina Panthers potentially being winless in December. And 31 teams in the NFL have all said that they would have taken Brock Purdy if it was up to them. Yeah. Oh, no, I, wouldn't, I didn't have the final say on that pick. It wasn't right, – yeah, right, everybody right. – that's what happens, right? Everybody wants to take claim for but, someone But else. I actually think that, that – I think David Tepper oh, did, I know. did fat hand this But how many bit. times have we heard that about Brady? Like, I'm, oh, we not taking, taken I'm not taking the fall for David Tepper. He's a billionaire. I understand. He's a billionaire. He's going to have – listen, he owns the team. He can mess it up as much as he wants. Well, but when people in NFL circles try to figure out whether or not Frank Reich is a good coach – where Frank Rock is saying, don't hold this against me because that's on the owner. Great coordinator. Not sure he's a great coach. Head coach, excuse me. Next. Last one, guys. Respect it or check it. Caleb Williams is the most exciting quarterback right now. In both levels, we're both saying. Levels. College and pro. Most exciting quarterback, period. No, nah, I got to check that. I got to check that. It's still Pat Mahomes until otherwise Wait. notified. And Caleb Williams had a quiet day at the office against Arizona. Although, the touchdown pass that he did throw, I, I mean, it was outstanding. I mean, this guy's second reaction plays is unbelievable. So, uh, Caleb Williams is exciting. He's one of the more exciting quarterbacks out there, but Pat Mahomes is still there, too. Okay, one thing on what you just said, though. He did not have a great passing game, but I love any quarterback that just finds ways of winning, and he's on that short list of guys in sports right now that I just, he being Caleb Williams, that I just find unbelievable that they'll just find a way to win. Uh, I'm going to check it because my most exciting quarterback to watch is um, Brock Purdy. I knew you were going there. I'm, I'm dead serious. It, and maybe it's because I'm used to the greatness of Mahomes. Like, I'm not seeing anything that I haven't seen before. But Purdy's efficiency is amazing. I just freaking love it. I love it. You it's so to fun me, to watch. You mean to tell me that the electric plays that you're seeing, some of the throws from Caleb Williams, is less exciting to you than Brock Purdy right now? 
Well, I watch more of NFL than I do college, so maybe it's like, all right, I'm not watching every throw of Caleb Williams, but Brock Purdy, I love watching It's play. fun to watch Brock Purdy play, but Caleb Williams is another level. And like I said, that touchdown throw he had to Kyron Hudson in the Arizona game, just go back and watch it. Like, that's sports in the top ten most weeks. Like, that's incredible. Brock Purdy just makes he, – he makes the right football play every single time. But that's so exciting in, to me. So in its totality, you can appreciate that. Because it's hard to do. Him being boring is really exciting to me. Remember, I'm a Belichick You're guy. You're a Patriots fan. I'm That's a right. Belichick that makes sense. That tracks. Totally. Like, that tracks. Totally. Like, oh, tracks. you threw a 10-yard out? Oh, my God. That's amazing. To me, I love that. Efficiency, precision, awesome. Coming he wishes up. he had a quarterback that could throw a 10-yard out. He I don't really even think I have a quarterback that, that can throw 10 yards. I don't oh. think you have a quarterback that can pitch the ball to the running back. No, I know I don't. <laughs> Coming up, our most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Miami. Oh, it's such a great job by Javante. <laughs> Everybody is talking about it. What a performance by the Heat last night in their win against the Hornets preseason oh, cold swider with the 17 points in the four. Oh, no, that's not what we're talking about. It's Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. All right, each and every day at this time, before we hand it off to Greeny, we give our Unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Now, the Unsportsmanlike moment of the day could be something funny, something weird. Weird, something crazy, <laughs> something that CC is showing Smalls on his phone. No, because we have we, a piece of audio, but you can go first because we did play the music. You're on Sportsmanlike moment of the day. Oh, it has to be what's going on between Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, right? Yeah. Th- that, that has to be it. Like, Will, it's confirmed now from, I think it's Will Smith, that him and Jada Pinkett have been separated since 2016. And Jada so, revealed Jada. it. Oh, Jada with, revealed with it. Jada, I believe, J- right? Jada revealed it. And so Smalls and I are sitting here having a conversation during the break. 
You did all that at the Oscars a couple of years ago for a woman that you separated from? And had been separated and from And had been while. separated from from a minute, bro. Like, you at the red table, talk, being all sad, <laughs> turning into a meme on social media, and you not even with her? Like, y'all, y'all not together? What, what are we talking about, bro? Like, that, that is wild to me that you would catch all the smoke on a night where you were nominated for an Oscar. And, won. And, and won the Oscar, yeah. and you're going to catch all the smoke, and you not even with Jada at that point? So clearly, we are realizing that the slap towards Chris Rock really had nothing to do with Chris no, Rock. No, no, no. No, that's unsportsmanlike. That's, your, that's you projecting that's, your feelings that, I wish about if I, if I had a flag, I would throw it like yeah. flag on the play. That's unsportsmanlike conduct you don't have people, by Will period. Smith. So yeah. they were sitting together, though. Isn't that odd? And it's like, let's say nothing happens. You're going to an award show with your ex that you separated from seven years or six years prior. Yeah. Could you imagine even like, and I understand, okay, there's one thing between I'm going to care for the person, but not us as husband, wife or whatever relationship you would be in. I don't care. And we have kids together. So I always have to care for them. But I don't, why do I have to go with you to the Because it's the, it's the brand. It's the image, right? Like we like a part of the Red Table talk and, and Jada launching that platform was her and Will being able to work through and navigate all of their relationship issues. So it's a part of the branding for both of them. It's yeah. money. But the branding feels fraudulent now. Well, it is fraudulent <laughs> now. We just, found, we just found out it's fraudulent now. So then what was he all upset about? Man, they're about? really good. At, they're actually better actors yeah. than I gave him credit they're for. Real, they're, <laughs> they're better actors. actors. <laughs> sit there by each other. But, so he was upset that what he thought was his wife cheating on him. She wasn't cheating on him. If they think about I'm, that I'm, part I'm, of it, right? I'm with you. The math ain't mathed right now. Something's that's that's not Jerry Jones that. billionaire math. Now, that's one plus one equaling three. Right. It don't add up to me. Now the concept maybe of, it makes sense to the of, of your <laughs> spouse, your ex spouse in a relationship with one of your children's friends that could run you hot. That, that, could, that, could, you that, hot. that could make me mad. Yeah. But yeah, technically, yeah. that's not cheating. That's just like. You had to do that to me? Yeah, but if you're going to slap somebody, you would slap the child's son rather than the, slapping. The friend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would say, I mean, the child's friend rather than slapping Chris Rock, right? Yeah, you can't be upset that Jada's getting jiggy with somebody else if you guys are separated. You know now, why, why if you're Jada? Why? <laughs> that hurt me, Small. That, that hurt me right there. Why you would you reveal like that. that now? Why? Why, why would What's I do that? going on with Jada Pinkett Smith? Hmm. Or is it Jada Pinkett? It's, it's she's Jada keeping Pinkett, the yeah. Smith because of Will's fame. Oh wow! Right? I mean, I'm just well, she's it, famous in her own right. Yeah. I know, but what, then you're right. Drop the drop that has to be the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day, though, right? Well, now playing this funny dog audio seems very much like a, a, a nothing with nothing. Here. <laughs> By the way, I did see we're going to play Christopher Mad Dog Russo, courtesy of his show Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM 82. I saw Doggy in the hallway as he was getting ready for first take just now, and he was giving me a whole breakdown about his son is a host on ESPN Madison. Does he go to this game versus do the post game? Yes. What are my opinions? I'm like, he's your son. You're going to figure that out. Thank you very much. <laughs> but here is Doggy yesterday, uh, unsportsmanlike moment of the day, realizing when Christmas is. <laughs> yes, they're on against the Patriots on Christmas Eve. Oh, my God. Did they put that? I'll go to church for a change. Are they on? Did they, did, they didn't do that, did they? That, please, they, they could not have put Denver on Christmas Eve as a standalone game. When I sit there and watch the fire there with the, te- with the you know, the, uh, the U-log, they can't, please. Oh, my God. So on December 24th, they're at home live against New England. So that's my Christmas Eve when I want to bet and think about everything that is anti-Christ. I got, the, <laughs> I got Denver hosting New England on New Year's Eve. 
You must be kidding me. I got to sit there and I got to keep myself raring to go for the putting the presents under the dopey tree. And I got Belichick against Sean Payton, two Grinches, if there are ever two of them. Boy, how about that? How about how about the Sunday? Where is that game? Is that game on NBC? Maybe that's a three or is that an ESPN special? Uh, because I got to see the two of them go to Belichick and, and Payton. Uh, with a little with, with with a little Christmas uh, eggnog and talk about those their two teams. Let's see. That's a Rich Eisen and a Kurt Warner special. Denver hosting the Patriots on Christmas Eve. That is a impossible even for me. And I'll be and I'll have that little church at four thirty. The missus, uh, the mom will come over. A little veal color parmesan, which you burn. <laughs> She likes to cook it. She'll burn it to smithereens. The kids will be bored stiff, and I'll have to bet New England at Denver to keep me into it. That's a rough. That's a rough day. <laughs> that's great. The veal parmesan burnt by his mother and his wife. He'll ha- in or- on Christmas in order to keep him going. He's gonna have to bet Patriots and Broncos. Oh my God! What's worse, the the burnt parm or watching that game? Patriots Broncos. <laughs> I, I feel like I could do enough with the parmesan cheese and the pepper to work around. Throw some the, more the cheese. Par- on yeah, it. it's just Cajun style parm. That's, <laughs> that's what that is. But here's the thing: we could be at the point at in that in the season for both teams where their fan bases are rooting for the other team to win because they want the better draft pick. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like that's where we're at. And you know what I'll be rooting for in that game? A tie. So my Giants the next day can lose uh, on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles and have a better draft pick than both of them. Wait a minute. Because I think that's where we're at. Did we just realize we're actually going to be in competition this year, you and I, in terms of the Patriots and the the Giants? Yes, we are. (laughs) For for Caleb Williams. We're competing for something. We're we're competing for Caleb Williams. We're actually competing for something, yeah. Boy, what a great competition. The Giants and Patriots have had some famous competitions. Two Super Bowls. Parcells, Belichick, all the connections. Now, Caleb Williams. Yeah. Well, at least you have a team. Must be nice. That's what, fair. But, yeah, but here's the point. What's That's the fair. point of being a front runner if they're not in front? That's a you problem. I know. It yeah. really is a problem for me. Man. By the way, veal parmesan or chicken parmesan? You can only eat one. Oh, chicken. Chicken parm. Chicken parm. Chicken, chicken parm. parm. Chicken chicken, the chicken parm, parm at Quality Italian oh, in the never city. Been. It's like out, a pizza. Oh, it's outstanding. If you haven't been, treat yourself. Like you can't order it to go. You got to go in and sit down and okay. eat it. It's phenomenal. It's worth your time. It's okay. literally in a pizza circular it's, thing, it's and they have the pizza like knife and everything like that. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL insider, owes me that. He lost a bet to me. Owes me that. Still has not paid. Chicken parm at Quality Italian, top notch. Right, Do yourself right. a favor. You know what? Yeah. We have the answer. What that money is going towards in the bad take jar? Ooh. Chicken Parms, like quality, quality Italian. Italian. Yep. We're one dollar closer. <laughs> We're one dollar. We're about forty nine dollars away from getting a chicken. Oh, don't parm. worry. We'll we'll be there in a hurry with all the bad takes that we're firing off. Yeah. No question. Oh boy. All right. Stay tuned. Greeny is coming up next. Of course, all the baseball playoffs on ESPN Radio today. Of course, uh, you will have it, and then we'll maybe add to our bad take jar tomorrow. We are on to Thursday. It's unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.